In cuter news. Ooh, tell me the cute news. In cute news. It turns out that Tiny Spidey has a Texan cousin. Oh. Uh, yeah. Today I was getting dressed and like I was like pulling on my jeans and like a little, very small, very tiny spider like crawled out of my jeans. <laughs> like, <laughs> just I'm living in there. Jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and like he like ran up my leg and I was like, ah. And like, I was just like, I'm going to wear different pants today. <laughs> you can have those. He's like, no, you can. I mean, they don't fit, but you can have these. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. They look great. <laughs> oh that's really funny he was so small <laughs> yeah i know it's really alarming when they're that small right yeah oh man like it wasn't it wasn't scary or you know like i i don't mind spiders at all but it was just surprising like i was like that's not where i expected to see a spider today right yeah <laughs> i'm actually gonna embarrass uh, someone listening to this but i won't name their name I know someone who has told me a very, it's not like a delicate story, but I am the only person, not only person, I'm the first person that they've told. But anyway, the story is that when they were, it's not even long, it's like one sentence. When they were, when they were in like elementary school, they went to the bathroom and they pulled down their like pants and underwear and there was a dead ant in their underwear. <laughs> Which I cannot imagine. Like, and they were like, I was fine with it. And I'm like, what? You were fine with it? Like, <laughs> like you, you killed that ant. Like, oh, no. you know you did that, right? Like, you smushed him. Yeah, like, the ant did not, was not dead and then somehow fell into your underwear. Like, the ant was in your underwear and died there. Like, and they were like, yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that makes sense. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I could not imagine that happening to me as a child or now like i think if it happened to me now i would just die on the spot <laughs> but less because i was like grossed out and more just because that would be the end of my life <laughs> like <laughs> like just just in the timeline it makes sense for that to be the end of it <laughs> oh dead ant in my underwear all right deuces jump out like <laughs> I think we should start talking about Spider-Man. Probably. My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we are here to ask the incredibly entertaining question, was Spider-Man there? This is a podcast where we aim to root out some interesting comic book storylines. I've given this spiel a lot of times, but if you're a new listener, I don't know anything about Spider-Man. And Kat knows a few things about Spider-Man. Kat is the humblest person on Earth. Kat is big brain Spider-Man. You know, like the glowy, little brain, glowing brain, big brain? Kat's, <laughs> Kat's big brain Spider-Man. And I'm, I'm little brain Spider-Man. One day I will be cosmic entity absorbing the galaxy Spider-Man. Yeah, the like three like people, the like... That's yeah. like you and your husband and like one other person who really likes Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but what we do here is there's two parts to our show. Uh, the first part we're about to get into is what we call elevator pitch, where Kat gives me a theme and then uh, I make up a little pitch that I think would make a cool story about Spider-Man. Kat has ample time to research and then we come here and get together and she gets to tell me if Spider-Man was there. And then we also have a cool second mystery part of the podcast, but you will just have to wait to see what that part is about. 
Anyway, Kat, what's our what's our theme this week? This week we are celebrating a very good and special boy. It's our happy birthday Peter Parker episode. Pew, 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 pew. Air horn noises. <laughs> Happy birthday. Can we sing the happy birthday song or is that, it's not, it's not copyrighted. I think the happy birthday song just came out of copyright. Like it just entered public domain. Oh, wow. Like this year. That's insane. That is so crazy. My favorite happy birthday song is the one from the Emperor's New Groove when Cusco and Pacha are in the restaurant. And oh, they, yeah. they tell those the staff that it's Yzma's birthday. And the staff are like, happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. We wish it was our birthday so we could party too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite one of all time. Do you remember when we were kids and they used to be mean to us and you'd sing that happy birthday song and they'd say you look like a monkey and you smell like one too? Absolutely. Yeah. Childhood. We were mean as shit. okay so spider-man's birthday happy birthday spider-man i don't know how old you are because there's 400 of you but whatever it is whatever's going on happy birthday to all of the spider-men and women well i guess just spider-man spider women have different birthdays right like spider gwen doesn't have the same birthday yeah yeah it would be a different birthday perfect okay so just peter parker any peter parkers listening happy birthday so this week i wanted to springboard off of something we talked about in a past episode which is spider-man needing a nap but he doesn't this is not my pitch my pitch is not he takes a nap <laughs> so spider-man take a nap uh, no no the episode over we're done <laughs> yeah, we're done there's no fix there's nothing no naps i know that this has been like a trope in some other piece of media that I've seen. So this is less an original story of mine and more just that I really enjoy it happening to Spider-Man. And I know it seems disingenuous to be like, well, you didn't make it up. But it's like everything old is new again. I'm really not making anything up. So here's my pitch. It's Peter Parker's birthday. He wakes up from his 45 minutes of sleep (laughs) after fighting crime all night. And he says, well, I guess I gotta go patrol the city. I think he's just kind of at the point where the days are blurring together. And he doesn't remember that it's his birthday or like if it's it's like, oh, happy birthday to me. I'll get a medium fry instead of a small today. <laughs> like, so he's like, you know, he gets some breakfast and then he puts on a spider suit and he zips around New York looking for any villains, any crime, any acts of indecency, anyone peeing in public. And he can't find anything like there's nothing going on. And he's just like, this is the quietest New York has ever been. And like, he's literally sitting on a building, like waiting. He's like, is someone going to like rob a jewelry store or something? Or like, can someone steal a purse already? But it's like (laughs) super quiet. Like he's got nothing to do all day. So his day goes on and he's bored. He's like trying to find things to do. He like learns how to play like cat's cradle with like his spider web, like on his fingers, you know? (laughs) And he has like a heart to heart, very long talk with his favorite hot dog vendor. And that's nice, but there's still no crime. And so it gets to be like the end of the day, like sundown. And he's like, okay, whatever. This is arguably my least fulfilling day as Spider-Man. And I don't know how that works, but like today sucked. And not that I'm in the mood to like ever punch anyone, but I just don't feel like I got anything accomplished today. And that sucks. And then like, he's like web slinging and he turns the corner of a building and there's a big birthday party set up in like a parking lot. And he's like, what? And so he goes down there to check it out. And it's like all of his nemesis, all of his villains are The rogues gallery. The rogues gallery, like Doc Ock and like the Green Goblin and Sandman and Venom and everybody is there. And they have, they have a giant birthday cake for him. 
and it says, uh, happy birthday, Spider-Man. And he's like, um, you guys did this for me? And they're like, yeah, we took a day off so you could relax. <laughs> so like, here's, we're going to cut you a huge slice of cake. And then it's happy birthday, Spider-Man. And Venom is upset that he didn't get to jump out of the cake. <laughs> Cause um, he's a messy boy. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, he was way too big. We would not let him jump out of the cake. And, and Venom said 15 years, we know each other. And you, now you don't want to see me jump out of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> which is a meme for you youngins. And that's what happens on Spider-Man's birthday. All of the villains get together and make him a cake. I imagine Deadpool is also there, but he's kind of always around, I think, when wacky stuff happens. So I think... It's true. We already established that Deadpool is always there. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, sure, he's there. Maybe he jumped out of the cake. But like for this one specifically, I'm focusing on like classic Spider-Man at all. So that's it. So happy birthday, Spider-Man. The villains gave you a day off that you hated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would have been nice if they gave him a heads up so he could like, you know, go to Coney Island or visit his aunt or, you know. I don't know. I guess I don't know how you get in touch with Spider-Man if you don't know he's Peter Parker to tell him that you're taking the day off from crime and scum and villainy. Maybe like you could have the Green Goblin like sky ride it. Yeah, I mean, they know they know his birthday. So like, I mean, there are a couple of villains that know who he is. So oh, okay. they could have been like, don't ask why, but we're taking August 10th off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, I really like the idea of like, like the Green Goblin or whoever, like running in and like calling a secret meeting and then I'll like shuffle into their, like the VFW hall. I know they don't have the VFW in New York, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so this is just a really quick meeting. Then I'll make sure you take the minutes. No, <laughs> no crime. August 10th. Nothing, nothing. And they're like, nothing and Green Goblin's like nothing <laughs> and Doc Ock's like what about the jewelry stores what about what about opening people's mail and he's like nothing <laughs> there's no crimes you cannot you can't don't even jaywalk like <laughs> and Venom's like I can't read <laughs> or write anyway that's my pitch uh, so Kat I will ask you did the villains take a day off for Spider-Man's birthday and did Spider-Man wind up being there <laughs> I really liked this this pitch a lot because, you know, it is, of course, an issue very near and dear to my heart that Peter Parker has never caught a break in his life. Right. So obviously the comic has been around since the 60s. There have been the occasional birthday issues or Mm -hmm. issues that, you know, happen around his birthday. Usually they try to keep like what birthday that is under wraps or whatever. You don't want to have too many because... Do you want to keep the longevity of this character going? Sure. But anyways, uh, so I've had a couple of times when when Spider-Man seemed to catch a break that I thought were pretty funny. Um, so in Ultimate Spider-Man 155, Peter is a teenager in this. So Ultimate Spider-Man was kind of like a pretty recent, when I say recent, like not in the 60s, a pretty recent retelling, kind of rehashing of the Spider-Man story, modernized a little bit, kind of updated. And Peter has just kind of had his usual string of luck. He's... 15 mm-hmm. and he's gotten fired from his job at the fast food place the burger frog which i think is adorable um, <laughs> burger frog burger frog just because he's unreliable like he didn't he didn't show up for two days because you know he was saving the world and then he shows up and they're like um you know called no show you don't have a job here anymore we we take attendance really seriously at burger frog um <laughs> that's okay and, i got fired for being like eight minutes late to my job at starbucks one time oh so He's really stressing out because he's concerned about saving up money for college. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only reason he's working at all. And he's like, there's no way to monetize being Spider-Man. And I wouldn't want to do that anyways. So he gets a call 
to go to the bugle. And he's like, great, just the icing I need on this cake. And Jameson calls him into his office and he's already worked at the bugle and been fired like long in the past. But he calls him to the office. So Jameson reveals to Peter that he knows he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man had recently saved Jameson on spider business or whatever. And that was kind of an eye-opening realization for him. And Jameson is not an idiot. And so he's sort of managed to put together the pieces and kind of been like, ha, huh, you know, suspiciously, Peter would leave for the day and then Spider-Man would show up at this other site. And like, he's like, this run-in we had where I almost died just cinched it in my mind that mm -hmm. you're Spider-Man and I want to help you out. Like, what do you want? And Peter's just blindsided by the question. He's like, I, what do you mean? What do I want? And he's like, what can I do for you? Like right now I'm your magic genie in a bottle. Whatever you want, kid, I can do it. Like I'm a very wealthy man. What do you want? And he's just like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess my, my old job back. And he's like, you want your job where I pay you $2 an hour for photographs. And he's like, well, yeah, cause I'm saving up for college. And he's like, why do you want to go to college? And he's like, because, uh, college and he's like but you're spider-man he's like yeah but uh, that's not like a career <laughs> and so he's <laughs> like i don't understand you but i kind of like it so all right uh like i think he offers to play pay for his college outright and peter's like no you can't do that like i have to work and so he hires him back at a proper wage and also gives him carte blanche it's like if you have to leave to go do spider business that's fine you're not going to get fired for that and that puts him on the best track that he's ever been on in his life. In this series, he was he had a brief relationship with Kitty Pride, like from the X-Men, who's also a teenager. Okay. And but she had gone missing or like she had run away. And so like on his way back home, like he finds her and like is like, you have to come home. Like everybody's been worried about you. And so like he brings her back to the house and there's a surprise birthday party for him. <laughs> All his friends are there. And like Mary Jane is there and they had dated and broken up in the past as well. And she's like, oh, I see you found Kitty. And he's like, yeah, I was really worried about her. And she's like, well, I'm really happy for you. And she's like, he's like, no, no. Uh, and manages to actually get the words out that Mary Jane is the person that he wants to be with and that he's going to work really hard to deserve her. And she's like, no, you you already deserve me. And that's great. And it's probably the best day that Peter Parker ever had. And like I said, that was issue 155, uh, Death of Spider-Man Prelude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So that's that's one time he had a nice birthday and caught a break from someone who I wouldn't say is a villain, but is normally an antagonist for him. Yeah. All right. I like that. So, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still stuck on a burger frog. <laughs> i just think that's really wild also i think it's so cute that he's like please i want to go to college yeah like, yeah it, it is really cute yeah like i think there's just something really i think i mentioned this in every episode but there's something really wholesome and humanizing about spider-man that's like not really present in other heroes like mm -hmm. not that other superheroes are bad or lacking in some way but i just think that like that's a lot of the appeal of spider-man is that he's so he's just a dude yeah, the art for this issue was really cute. Like the, especially in this part of the series, like the artists were changing up every now and again. Mm -hmm. And the artist for this particular series really drew him like a believable 15 slash 16 year old. Oh, that's like, good. Like he's really just kind of like scrawny and awkward and like doesn't know what to do with his hands. It's not that CW Riverdale high schooler, you know, <laughs> that a lot of comic books feature. <laughs> hey, uh, sidebar, Riverdale, not a good show. <laughs> I did watch it. One of my partners is hooked on it right now, but because it is so bad. <laughs> Some I mean, it's just insane. Also, I did learn from Riverdale that Jughead has a sister and her name is Jellybean. 
which is my dog's name. <laughs> and I learned that that is not either of their legal names, obviously, but they, this has become so ingrained in like their friend circle that like at some point people are framed for murder and they're like, I can't believe you would say this about Jughead. And it's like, hey, could you use his name, like his real <laughs> name when you're talking about whether or not he murdered someone? And that's my, that's the whole Riverdale podcast that I will ever do. Um, <laughs> The whole, if you ever wanted to hear me talk about Riverdale, that's it. Get it now. Limited edition. Um, anyway. We got some more, though. Okay. We got some more comics to talk about. Oh, um, oh, hell yeah. Okay. Okay. So there was a Marvel event fairly recently called Absolute Carnage. And this was another multi-title event. Okay. And I don't really care about Carnage. I've grown warm to Venom, but Carnage is still kind of just like, eh, too angry for me. But I was invested in the Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool three-issue tie-in. Part of this reason was because this was the first comic since the end of Spider-Man Deadpool that the two characters appeared together, like, on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thirsty for that content. Like, it was like, my favorite series ended, and they haven't been in, in each other's comics since, and, like, here we're getting a little bit of that old magic back. Like, I was really excited. And the way this starts, and, like, what kind of kicks off these events that bring Deadpool into the series of the event, is that they're running, like, they're, they're both just, like, running down the street, and Spider-Man is like, you're crazy. You're, you're just fucking insane. You can't see what they're running from, but then there's this, like, two-page spread, and it's it's literally every bad guy that Spider-Man has ever fought, like all of them. And apparently what happened was that Deadpool tried to throw Spider-Man a surprise birthday party. Okay. And he's like, well, it's not my birthday. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know who you are. So I don't know when your birthday is. And that means I wouldn't know who to invite either. But I figured you would at least know these guys. (laughs) (laughs) And so, of course, like all the villains are like, oh, we know where Spider-Man's going to be at this point. So like they all show up ready to fight, except there is a, a little like a gag shot where they cut to like the villains are like, there probably wasn't even a party or whatever. And then it cuts to Jameson sitting in this room with like happy birthday banners and like balloons. And he's like the only one at this restaurant, like sitting there with his arms crossed. Like I should have never fucking shown up. Like, <laughs> like he's so pissed. And, and, and Rhino did bring a gift. Like Rhino did bring a wrapped, a gift, like a sweatshirt. I think it is. It's like Incredible. a Rhino sweatshirt. And so Deadpool and Spider-Man end up escaping to the rooftops or whatever and the rest the bad guys are like whatever i have other things to do on a friday night and they all just decide to collectively go get pizza (laughs) (laughs) that's really good i love that and so that kind of kicks off the events for the rest of the issue but just that setup i saw the like first two or three pages of how that issue started and i was like i don't care about carnage but i'm buying all three of these deadpool comics like this is so funny to me i do really like that i think especially like at the end when everybody gets a case of the buckets and they're like whatever (laughs) right right (laughs) maybe at that point they decide you know what if it is his birthday like fuck him like it's it's fine yeah and then wanted to give a special shout out this i don't technically doesn't count but the closest thing i could find to your pitch was the comic that my husband drew for me for my birthday like last year (laughs) (laughs) spidey's day off which Uh is like specifically i requested a comic in which spider-man gets a fucking break incredible (laughs) okay and my husband is not an artist like these are the the drawings of like a five-year-old <laughs> who's just trying their best. Just slam him on the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. He knows. He knows how I feel. <laughs> um, but it's it's charming. I think like he was trying to draw them as like chibi characters, but like 
They just all have like eggheads and like <laughs> little potato bodies. You know what? I think I've seen this comic. I think you showed it to me. Yeah, when you drew it I was you. very proud. I shared it all over the internet. But yeah, in the beginning of that comic, uh, the Avengers show up and they're like, "Hey, we've decided that you needed a break." And he's like, "Well." what about crime and like green goblin is there is like don't worry we all decided to take the day off and he's like uh i don't know if i believe that and the goblin's like don't you trust us and the avengers like well i mean don't you trust us and he's like i i guess and then like the whole issue is just like they throw him a party and there's like a disco ball and like deadpool (laughs) Deadpool shows up with like like an erotic cake that looks like his butt so do you (laughs) and his butt was there and his butt was there (laughs) That's it. That's some deep cut. <laughs> Incredible. Now, I do want to say that you mentioned this and I, when we record, I sit in my office chair with my feet up on my bed because I'm so chill and I turn to look at my bedroom wall and Tiny Spidey is here live in the studio <gasps> with us. Oh my gosh. She's like, happy birthday, Peter Parker. It's it's your birthday, buddy. Aww. It's you. It's your birthday, probably. Oh my gosh, he's honestly minuscule. Like this is hilarious. How small we're, g- is. <laughs> we're gonna get him a birthday cake. But it's just gonna be one sprinkle. Yeah, <laughs> the sprinkle <laughs> would be as big as him. <laughs> Tiny Spidey, do you have any any input? Do you have anything to say? No, no. He's okay. He's leaving. Goodbye. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate having you on the show. <laughs> Our first guest star. Our first guest. Incredible. I love it. I love that kind of the idea behind like Spider-Man birthday is like, and then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then Spider-Man doesn't have to deal with anything for the whole day. And he just doesn't know what to do with that. Like in, in the Ultimate Spider-Man comic, someone tries to do something nice for him and he doesn't know how to react to that. Like he doesn't know what to do. It's it's that meme where the lady's like watching triangles go by. <laughs> like someone wants to do me a favor? I no, yeah. that that's not a thing. The math is not computing. Yeah. All. I do find that a really endearing quality in any character, but especially I'm just going to say it, especially twinks like Peter Parker. <laughs> Baby Peter Parker, younger Peter Parker. I can't say young Peter Parker on a podcast in 2020. I will get canceled. But, you know, you know what I mean. I hope. Anyway, I gotta stop talking about this. Was Spider-Man there? I don't think Spider-Man was there. To your, right. to your specifications, yeah. I, I don't think the villains ever collectively said, let's cut Spider-Man a break. Okay. And then did it. So again, Marvel execs that I know listen to this podcast, hit me up. My fee is very reasonable. I will sell you this story for like a cool 50 grand. It's fine. No <laughs> biggie. Cooked it up in maybe 45 minutes. So it's really a steal. Like really, this is <laughs> some blood, sweat and tears went into this. And if you want to make it a comic, you just hit me up. So we did it. And uh, we should zip into the next section. We're running, running, running on foot or something. Running up that hill. Running up the wall wall crawling into the next segment. We don't know how to do segues. <laughs> okay, Kat, can you uh, tell our audience what the second mystery part of our podcast is? The second mysterious part of our podcast, a total complete mystery, unless you've listened to other episodes of our podcast. <laughs> Is two truths and a fic, birthday style. 
in this part of the episode, I'm going to give Zeke two canon Spider-Man storylines and then one that I've lifted either from fanfic or just an enthusiastic fan post or whatever. And Zeke has to try and guess which of them are canon storylines and which of them is just a clever fan creation. I'm not good at this. My track record is not good, but I already know about Andrew's fan comic. So maybe I have a leg up here. Probably not, but we will see. Kat usually has a cool sticker that she get not gives me because we're in two different states, but like it goes in the notebook and I know that it's there. Is there a Spider-Man birthday sticker on the line? Today I have Spider-Man puffy stickers. Okay. So they're like the dimensional ones. And I, he's just like flipping around. I do love those. Wow. He's just eight foot vertical flips. Flip he's just out there. Just flipping. Okay. All right. Puffy Spider-Man sticker on the line. Give me the first plot, please. Here's number one. Peter finds himself hazy and disoriented and losing his powers. This could mean the end for Spider-Man. But Peter hardly has time to deal with that before he has to head to Gwen's birthday party. He doesn't have a gift in hand, so maybe he can just give her the truth. Okay. That's a terrible gift, dog, but sure. All right. The truth truth in this matter is that he's Spider-Man. This doesn't seem like a great gift, but go off, Peter Parker. (laughs) Give me me the next one. In a world... In a world. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I do, listen, I know this is gonna make it in, so I do wanna say, there is no, there was not an effect there. That was Kat's <laughs> human voice, which has organically alarmed me. I'm not, this is not hype, this is not a bit, that was incredible. Don't do it again, though, because I'm afraid you'll <laughs> never be able to speak again. That was like, I don't know, remember the guy's name, but that was like Optimus Prime. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, oh, okay. Anyway, in a world. In a world where mutants inhabit the Earth and humans are the impressed minority, international hero and film star Spider-Man has it made with a wife, child, and prosperous career. However, on the night of his birthday bash... A stranger threatens to bring it all crashing down by revealing the truth that Peter Parker wasn't born a mutant. Hmm. Okay. That one's, I like it. I like the intrigue. That's sexy. Wait, is it his birthday? On his birthday? It's his birthday. Okay. And, oh man. Okay. Party crasher. All right. Okay. I like that one. What's the third one? It's Johnny Storm's birthday. And predictably, Spidey is nowhere to be found. Hmm. But when Johnny wakes up the following morning, he discovers that not only has Peter remembered his birthday, but his lavish party never happened. Could time travel or alternate dimensions be the cause? When you're in the Fantastic Four, that's as likely explanation as anything else. Okay, so to summarize, Gwen's worst birthday, the Peter Parker identity reveal, he wasn't born a mutant, Mm -hmm. right? And... Johnny Storm is so surprised that Peter remembered his birthday, he assumes he's in another dimension. Yeah, that was kind of what I was trying to get my head around. I was like, really? Like, is it so wild that that Spider-Man remembered your birthday? Every Listen, every single time we talk about the Fantastic Four, I got pissed off. Like, they're the worst. They're just dead-ass the worst, all of them. Now, especially Reed Richards, obviously. But, like, I just don't like any of these people. Like, someone will have to redeem the Fantastic Four I to mean, me. I mean, Johnny and peter are are like bros and like they were roommates so i think it's that like friendly realistic 
expectation for the person. I just didn't like Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. I saw the movie and I literally, I was like, I don't like this guy. I don't like any of them, but I really don't like this guy. And then he was Captain America and I was like, damn. All right. You got me. Okay. You got me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. These are tough. These are, you've done very well because all of these are as reasonable as the other. Hmm. Okay, I think Spider-Man not being born a mutant is probably canon. And I think I think the first one, hey Gwen, I'm going to tell you that I'm Spider-Man, is canon. I, I feel like my pattern is that I always guess the third one is a fanfic. And maybe that's not playing out well for me, but I just feel like someone has it in their heart to be like, and then Peter Parker and Johnny Storm had a moment they were tender with each other but i'm conflicted because it also feels like the first one where it's like hey gwen i'm spider-man that also feels like it could be a fanfic hmm. you know what i'm gonna go with my gut which has not traditionally been gone well for me <laughs> but i'm gonna do it today because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result so i'm gonna say canon canon fanfic final answer Happy birthday! <laughs> it's a birthday miracle! Wow! <laughs> Thank you Let so me... much, Spider-Man, for being born. <laughs> Look, without him, this show wouldn't be possible. Yeah, wow, what people would have missed out on. <laughs> Get your puppy sticker right now. Hell yeah. Oh, man. You okay. know what it is? Because Tiny Spidey blessed us with his appearance. That's right, so he right. came and he whispered the answers. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I'm gonna go talk to my cousin and I'm gonna have him peek in the notebook and then yeah. and then he's gonna tell me what happened. What you can't what I actually I sent Kat a Snapchat of Tiny Spidey while we're recording, but what I did not send was the spider web that is built in the corner that says the third one is a fanfic, like Charlotte's Web. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's you know what? Okay. Tell me about each of these stories, and then I will see if if I, my hunch is right when we get to the fanfic. Okay, so the first one with Gwen is a pretty early one. That's Amazing Spider-Man number 87. So it's a retro comic. Mm-hmm. And this one is definitely one of those, like, those comics where you're, like, holding your head. You know the feeling we had when we learned about Spider-Man throwing Kurt Connors' work out into the street? Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how I felt reading this comic. Okay. <laughs> because... Well, he wakes up and he's just like, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I feel so, it's so weird. I feel so disoriented. And then he's like, oh, crap. And he's like, he's like out doing Spider-Man stuff. And he's like, wait, oh, it's Gwen's birthday. I'm going to miss her birthday. And I don't have a present. And he immediately breaks into a jewelry store. And he's like, oh, this pearl necklace is perfect. And then he's like, wait a minute. I can't steal stuff. I'm Spider-Man. Ah, Spider-Man. He just, he just has like a stroke and he's like, whatever, yeah. I'll just steal real quick. And so like he puts him back and he's like, okay, that was a bad idea. And then... Like, he falls off the building because he's not sticky, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, my spider powers have been decreasing all day, and he's like, I can't, wow, like, they're gone completely, and he's like, well, maybe this is as good a time as any for me to tell her that I have been Spider-Man all these years, even though, like, he doesn't have spider powers anymore. (laughs) He's like, I'm Spider-Man. She's like, do something spidery. He's like, I can't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so... He shows up at the party, which is over. Like you cut, it cuts to like Gwen at her party, and like everybody's like Mary Jane is there, and Harry's there, and like her family's there, and they're having a great time. And she's just like you know grumpy out the window because Peter's not there. So he shows up after it's all over, and he's like, 
I, I was I'm late. I'm so sorry. I'm late, but I have a good reason. And like he pulls the Spider Man mask out of his bed, out of his pocket, and he's like, "It's because I'm Spider Man." And she's just like dead ass faints. And like <laughs> everybody's like, "This isn't a funny joke. You got caught up in traffic. You should just be honest." Like, what is this? And so he leaves, and he's like, "Okay, so she doesn't believe me, and she thinks I'm a flake, and she hates me, and..." Then he finds out that the reason he felt so sick and that his powers disappeared was because he had the flu. <laughs> like, like, I, like I was legitimately waiting for them to, to like that they were like burying the lead and that it was a crazy spider flu. But no, it was just like the regular straight up flu. And, wow. Okay. And so his powers come back, and he's like, "Okay, so if I'm going to be Spider Man again, everybody at that party heard me say that, and they think I'm either crazy, but maybe they think I'm telling like I I can't believe I I revealed my identity." And he's having all these horrible second thoughts. And so then he's like, okay, the only way to solve this, as with most things in life, is with a body double. <laughs> so, oh my god, what? So he gets Hobie Brown, who is the Prowler in this universe, who happens to owe him a favor. Even though the Prowler's a bad guy, like he owes him a favor. Hobie Brown is also, we talked about Spider-Punk in his universe. Okay, yeah. Um, that's that's him. And so he's like, you're about the right size. You can kind of do gymnasticy things and crawling a little bit so i want you to wear the spider suit like we're gonna go back to their house and i'm gonna tell them that it was a joke and then if they start asking questions you show up and then that's what happens and then like gwen and her family is just like that was not a funny joke and he's just like like that's how yeah, it like that's it. yeah. <laughs> wow yeah it wasn't it wasn't spider-man's finest hour on the other side of that we have uh, the House of M. That was the second comic. Okay. And so this was a five issue Spider-Man tie in to the major House of M event, which I always thought of as, I mean, it's an X-Men event, but this was just how they were bringing Spider-Man into the fold. Cause I think once you have these like bigger universal events where it affects everybody on the planet, like people want to know like, well, how did that affect Spider-Man or how did that affect, you know, these other characters? It is also one of those stories where you're like, wow, if things had gone just a little bit differently for Peter Parker, um, he would have been a really different person and maybe not a very good one. <laughs> I think it's a comic that highlights how the experiences he's been through have really shaped the person that he is. Because while the House of M universe, in which mutants are the dominant life form on the planet, mm -hmm. and like Magneto is in charge, is kind of like Magneto's wish fulfillment... Spider-Man is also living a version of like wish fulfillment where in the regular universe, you know, he's lived a life that we're familiar with and he's also married to Mary Jane. And in this universe, he and Mary Jane star in movies opposite each other where Mary Jane plays the part of his actual wife, Gwen Stacy. And like they have a son and Gwen Stacy's dad is still alive and Uncle Ben is still alive and Jameson works for him. Like he's become so wealthy that he was that he was just like, look, Jameson, I'm going to offer you an obscene amount of money to be my publicist, mostly because I know that's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> he's not evil, but he's definitely not like a good guy. Like he's just kind of neutral, I think. Okay. And he's definitely motivated by keeping the career going and stuff more than like trying to save people. It was kind of a weird read. Like it was one of those things where like there were parts of the plot that I thought were really intriguing because I do actually really like stories where most of the population has a superpower. Or most of the population has an ability 
And what about those people that don't? Like, I like those stories where the whole world is different. It's not just what if this one character was different, but what what is society like? It dips its toe into some of those themes and to like themes of like racial inequality and what happens to the humans who are this underclass. But sometimes it feels like it doesn't really go for it. And kind kind of, I feel like they were like, we're going to do this Spider-Man story. We have five issues. By the end of it, we just need to kind of push him off to the side so that the rest of the X-Men events can take place (laughs) without him interfering um because <laughs> out like, of the way well Please, yeah because we have a story to tell yeah because well because he's such a a powerful figure you know it's the same reason that like thor wasn't in the civil war movie because he would just tip the scales so much right it is really interesting the truth does come out basically jameson gets a hold of peter parker's diary and in it he describes how like he was born as a human but he got the spider bite so that's the main thing that he like tries to publicize and it does bring their whole world crashing down around them. But then the family gets a hold of it and they see all these other entries he's written about. Basically, Peter is experiencing nightmares that are reflections of the way that history actually went. So he's like writing down about like how Gwen died and how his uncle Ben died. And they're like, why are you fantasizing about us being murdered? <laughs> and like he doesn't he's, he's just like, I, it's not that I want this to happen. It was just in my head and I had to get it out. I don't know. There's some really interesting conflicts, but I just kind of feel like in the end, it just sort of petered out and it, ha, ha, and, it didn't, ha. <laughs> and it didn't really say anything. Sorry, anymore. I had a really disproportionate reaction to this one. You were like petered out, ha. I was like, <laughs> it was unintentional. Sorry. All right. But yeah, it was, it was an interesting read. The main thing that I don't like about it is like real early on, he shaves his head for no explicable reason. <gasps> and it's it's not a good look it's it, so wild to think about bald peter parker even though yeah. spider-man is like he doesn't have hair like just he's, it makes the mask slip on easier i guess i don't know it's just he's really so, strange he's just aerodynamic like yeah a, like smooth like a dolphin like spider-man <laughs> can swim so fast now and like his kid doesn't like it either. his kid's like five years old and he's like i don't like it i don't know uh, and he like starts crying and i'm like yeah me too yeah you're like me too i also hate your dad bald <laughs> this is not this has nothing to do with spider-man but for anybody listening just in case you don't know like i'm a i'm a trans man i have been transitioning for i don't know if it's like a million years now but uh something that testosterone does is that it thins your hair and if you have like a history of male pattern baldness in your family you can start to go bald early and i'm adopted so i have no idea what my genetic inclination is but i did tell all of my partners that if i start to go bald i would rather die I can't like I know some dudes rock it and I definitely I think that like if you have the confidence or whatever like you should go for it and I think James McAvoy looked great when he didn't have any hair but just me I'm just a little fat guy and I feel like if I was bald that would just I would just be such a clown (laughs) that like I could not do it so like I'm feeling it with bald Peter Parker but also my personal taste is like okay Oh, wow. So, like, I'm having, like, an emotion <laughs> about, like, bald Peter Parker, which is nothing. Like, this is nothing to do with what we're talking about. But we should talk about the fanfic, I think. Yeah, so the fanfic is The Last Star Left in Heaven. Wow! It's by Nova Corp Recruit. Okay. Congratulations to you on the title. Yeah. By the way, that is fanfic writers be making some good titles. Mm. Okay, so. It struck me as funny 
as I was sifting through all the different stories that had birthdays in them, um, whether they were Peter's or somebody else's, it did just strike me as funny that like the initial conflict was Johnny Storm is having this birthday party and the Fantastic Four, like most of the Marvel universe, they're identities are public everybody knows that and they've managed to capitalize on their superhero personas Mm -hmm. they've always almost always been well respected in the public eye so they're celebrities basically and so he's having this big birthday bash and like all these people are there and he's just like yeah well peter's not here and sue's trying to like console him he's like well you know he can't really be here with this crowd he's like well he can keep his mask on that's fine i told him that was fine you know like he's like just really pouting about it and then like goes to bed and then the next day he wakes up and like it's kind of a groundhog's day situation where like wait it's the day before my birthday or it's the, the morning of my birthday and also peter is like found me early in the day to give me my birthday gift like something is wrong <laughs> um, and that just really like struck me as just being funny and i could also see that being like a i mean the fantastic four has all these really outlandish adventures like the idea that he would automatically assume like time travel maybe dimensions possibly aliens could be could be yeah really just struck me as funny and like the the fic itself is not necessarily comedic i just thought the setup was it i think it's pretty sweet and heartfelt and there's there's a lot of conflict he does end up figuring out that he's in another dimension like trying to make his way back and like trying to figure out how to get back to his home and i don't read a lot of fantastic four fanfic and like this was definitely like a johnny centric fic but it was it was fun to peek into those a little bit okay cool so the thing that i was gonna ask at the beginning because i know we leave them kind of nondescript so that it's not obvious which one is the fan fiction but i do want to know if this is a fan fiction where spider-man and johnny storm were supposed to kiss oh yeah they they do kissing oh yes oh, so yeah spider-man deserves a kiss on his birthday or a kiss sure. on johnny storm's birthday no i no. this is the <laughs> statement i am making this is independent <laughs> i don't care about if johnny storm gets kissed on his birthday whatever spider-man deserves a kiss from everyone just go down the line everybody <laughs> just no covid uh, well no not right now not in 2020 <laughs> in the conceptual universe of spider-man like in my pitch where they all have thrown him the birthday party they all like line up and they all just give him <laughs> a little kiss on the cheek the big old smooch except for venom who does well, venom, attempt to eat him yeah venom is all about the tongue me too bitch <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to this podcast after this ew gross that one guy said he liked venom's tongue i'm not alone i'm not the only monster fucker in the world anyway peter parker uh, deserves a kiss on his birthday so if you see him today ask him first consent is so important but also he deserves it we can just all blow a kiss to the sky for peter parker just <laughs> okay, there we go. We've done it. Um, do you know who, do you know Caleb W. Francis on TikTok? Where this is he's the guy that he has a big beard. And he ends all of his TikToks with "Love you so much," and he like blows little kisses to the camera. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. Okay, I'm really proud of myself that I not only knew which one the fanfic was, but also that they kiss without you having to tell me. That's incredible. And we have come to the end of our Spider-Man birthday discussion. So, Kat, do you have some cool Spider-Man birthday trivia for us today? I have a little bit of coming of age trivia. Okay. Um, Are you going to tell me about Spider-Man's bar mitzvah? <laughs> that's that's another episode. Um, <laughs> was Spider-Man there? And was he Jewish? Was he a nice Jewish boy? That's that is a whole that's a whole series. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, you're really off with that one. Sorry, I was just like, a Spider-Man at a bar mitzvah doing the muckery. Okay, tell me the trivia. Okay, so here's the trivia. 
when Spider-Man was originally introduced in the 60s, mm-hmm. as we all know, he's a teenager, which was really unique at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man is arguably the first teenage superhero. I should say standalone hero. Sure. Because at that point in time, comic books were dominated by figures like Batman and Superman. And it's kind of crazy to think about now because when you say comic books, it's almost synonymous with superheroes. Mm -hmm. But when Spider-Man was introduced, he he was introduced in Amazing Fantasy, which was more of like a Tales of the Weird and, you know, sci-fi kind of magazine. Okay. Um, Which is really what dominated shelves. You'd have science fiction stories or space stories or fantasy fiction stories as opposed to superheroes. Superheroes had kind of a rocky start there. But yeah, so there were, of course, teenagers in comics. Mm -hmm. And I actually was doing a little bit more reading about how like what we think of as teenagers is a more recent development than you would think that like in the olden days, you were either a child or an adult. The teenhood as a, as a distinct period is kind of a really recent thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you would have young heroes, but they would be sidekicks. You know, you'd have a child hero that's Robin or you would have like Jimmy Olsen. They weren't the focus of the series. So sure. Spider-Man was arguably the first character that was a teenager was a teenager where that was integral to the character that was the focus of his own series. And I think that that's part of the reason that the youthfulness aspect, I know a lot of people are like, we just want Spider-Man to get old. We just want him to have a fucking mortgage. We want to let his life develop. And I totally understand that. But I think that a lot of that reticence is because that youthfulness and the inexperience and the, if you remember from the Civil War movie and also just kind of Spider-Man in general, Tony is there kind of like, so what are you? The like a spiderling, the spider kid. He's like Spider-Man. Yeah. And that idea that, you know, when, kid, when young boys are a certain age, you know, they're 15, 14, 15, 16, like they're like, I'm not a boy, I'm a man, you know? Right. But that like desire to have control and to make your own destiny and to be a responsible adult, whatever that means, I think is is really tied into the character. And so that was just kind of something where it was like, I hadn't really thought about it before. But then as, as I was like learning about this and like reading more about it, I was like, oh, that that makes sense, like time period wise. And when I think about it historically, it makes sense. But then as I think about how the, how the character has developed over years and what parts of the character were really reluctant to let go of, it just it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm still on people want Spider-Man to have a mortgage. <laughs> like I like I definitely like I listen and like I I'm so with you. Like I I really do feel like the like the the use of Spider-Man in conjunction with like him being called Spider-Man is a whole talking point in and of itself. Especially because like for me, like coming into Spider-Man, like Spider-Man's a kid to me. And I say a kid, I don't mean a child like we were talking about, but I mean like I have always thought about spider-man as like no older than like 20 and i think that's because like in my brain like my first experience with spider-man was like the toby Maguire movies and he doesn't look like a teenager in those movies <laughs> so i was like oh spider-man's like 20 or whatever you know but like i think my first interaction with old spider-man was peter b parker in into the spider-verse mm-hmm. and i think a lot of the reason that we don't make spider-man old so often is because he would be too hot <laughs> you were gonna say is because like because that is the inevitable outcome is like this jaded figure that's just like done with things no but, you but give no. me way too much credit <laughs> uh no he just is a dilf every time and it would be too much for the it's audience too powerful uh yeah just 
Yeah, I love that every single person that saw they were like, okay, we're gonna make Peter B. Parker and he's a slob, right? Like, he's kind of chubby and he doesn't fit in his spider suit and he eats gross and he, like, licks his fingers and doesn't like being Spider-Man. So, like, here he is, the spider slob. And everybody was like, I would fuck him in a heartbeat. <laughs> and they were like, okay, I guess. Like, they just biffed it. Like, I mean, they got it very right. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, I feel I know what they were going for, and they I feel like did not calculate correctly for the audience. <laughs> or did they, I mean, or they did, they... or they did. If you listen, if you're out there and you worked on Into the Spider Verse, first of all, what's good? Thanks for listening to the podcast. But also, if Peter B. Parker was on purpose, don't tell us. Don't ever tell anyone because that is the greatest. If he's on purpose. That's the, the most excellent tactic in filmmaking I've ever seen. Also blows a kiss this guy for Peter B. Parker, who's presumably turning 45, which is the sexiest age a man can be. No, he's he's only uh well he's thirty he's thirty-nine when the movie in the movie. Okay. Which so, came out in so forty one. Okay. That's where all right, I'll give you a pass. You're close enough. Yeah. But you call me when forty five rolls around. <laughs> uh we'll have a talk. Um, Sorry, I'm just I'm just reeling at the idea that like Peter B. Parker got his life was nerfed because God was like too powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Too hot. Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta get off this planet. That's why um, Deadpool is all like he is. Because if Deadpool was his personality and also hot, it would be too much. <laughs> like if, if Deadpool just looked like regular Ryan Reynolds, you know, like how Ryan Reynolds looked at the end of Detective Pikachu, where he was like a dilf and he had the glasses and everything. If that... I saw that movie and she just yelled out, "Ryan Reynolds fucks!" Yeah, <laughs> like in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway this has been fun happy birthday spider-man we hope you're having a good birthday but if you're not well sorry maybe you'll have a better one next year i almost said maybe i have a better one tomorrow because every day is spider-man's birthday if you want to wish spider-man a happy birthday we are his direct contacts actually so Kat, can you tell them where they can find us so that we can then deliver Spider-Man their birthday wishes? Yeah, absolutely. We are accepting birthday cards and cash gifts uh, on our Twitter at was Spidey there. And also you can PayPal us at our Gmail. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a PayPal. Please don't PayPal this email address. <laughs> but you can drop us a nice birthday message for Spider-Man at wasspideythere at gmail.com. Yes, but if you are interested in sending gifts, DM us and we will give you our P.O. box that we don't have. Seriously, please don't send us anything. This is a bit. This is a joke. Please don't send us stuff. Uh, we would feel terrible. And we, uh, we don't have a way to give it to spider-man not because we don't know him we do uh just corona is making things difficult with like the shipping and everything we'd rather not give but we can give presents to a tiny spidey and i was gonna say uh tiny cowpoke he's in texas we'll work we'll workshop it anyway thanks for listening to the podcast uh my name is zeke and i'm kat Uh, happy birthday spider-man we'll see you next week What's up, Spidey Pals? It's Zeke. If you enjoyed the issues we talked about in today's episode, you should go check them out. And they are Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool, number one. Ultimate Spider-Man, number 155. Amazing Spider-Man, number 87. House of M, Spider-Man. And our featured fic this week was The Last Star Left in Heaven, 
by Nova Corps Recruit. But it's core like C O R P S. So like Nova Corps Recruit. But I didn't want to say that because like a corpse like a body. Anyway, go read the fan fiction. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>